This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and the Foo Fighters on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. They're talking sunshine. And, uh, well, first they're talking fog, and then they're talking clouds. But then they're talking about sun. And uh, high in the 70s. That's not too bad. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us today. He's actually in Boston. I don't know if he's uh, running the marathon or if he was at the Red Sox game last night. I don't know. I seriously doubt he's running the marathon. He did ask me if I had any pressure cookers. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> yes, I I'm sure that's exactly what he's doing. He needs to make a roast. Uh, so there's all that and more. It's 536 on Rock 102. Safe. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. <laughs> and Dire Straits on Rock 102. I heard they went on for another three hours with that song. No. They, I wish I wish they did, but they, they stopped at like seven minutes and 56 I seconds. Know. I read somewhere we went three hours. Nah, uh, no such luck. Not today anyway. Some uh, fog and some clouds and then some sun with the highs in the 70s. Actually, there's only a chance of showers on Wednesday and then, unfortunately, a chance of showers on Saturday. But hopefully that'll be before uh, the second second night of the second weekend of Oktoberfest. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nagelabakonadu? Well, the the Rock has a uh, verse in a pretty intense new rap song called Face Off. Oh, was that that uh, John Travolta movie? Uh, with uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Now, this one's with Tech 9, which is spelled N, the number 9, N-E. Get out of here. Yeah. Joey, Joey Cool and King Iso. He also manages to work in a plug for his uh, Termana Tequila as well. I don't even know what any of this means. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. in a rap song. He's with these people that we don't know, and uh, he's promoting his tequila. He's promoting a rap song, or he's in the rap song, he's, or he's singing the rap song? He has a verse in the rap song. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there you go. Uh-huh. You want to buy his tequila? You got to listen to the song first. I do not. George Clooney will not be getting involved in politics because he, quote, would actually like to have a nice life after turning 60 this year. He wants to take on less projects and do things he loves, like play basketball while he has good health. Why would anyone want to pop into politics? It's so friggin' ugly. Why would anybody want to play basketball at 60? Well, that's a great way to keep in shape. <laughs> well, the politics thing, he's, uh, you can make some extra money. That's how all these politicians do it. There. I think he's all set with the money. Yeah, but uh, people with money could always use more. More money? More money. And uh, an actress from the uh, first Captain America movie by the name of Molly Fitzgerald has been ruled unfit to stand trial for her mother's murder. Molly stabbed her mom in the back four times in December of 2019, but she claims it was self-defense. Speaking badly about her or actually physically stabbed her in the back? Actually physically stabbing her in the back four times. A judge uh, said she's not competent to stand trial, so she'll be sent to a mental hospital for treatment, Hmm. which is usually the best place for things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian hosted SNL this weekend and made fun of her whole family during her monologue monologue in a sketch called uh, The People's Court with a K. They did a sketch in the monologue? 
and in a oh, sketch. Oh, and in a sketch. Right. Called yeah. the People's Court. She's so talented that she can do both. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. And uh, I had my buddy Barry Krieger text me. Yeah. Oh, man, Kim knocked it out of the park on this one. I'm like, <laughs> Barry had been drinking? I don't know. You know what? I, uh, I was like in and out of sleeping uh-huh. and i uh, wake up at like you know one in the morning and see this text and i'm like does he have anything better to do with his life text? Oh, oh this was not a this was not a conversation that had been going on back and forth no this was just, just a random out of thought the blue. out of the blue <laughs> thought was uh, this a text or did you just have to roll over to see him it was a oh, i just uh, yeah no, yeah no, it was just the text that uh, 70s show spinoff is on the way from Netflix called That 90s Show. What's that about? It's about 20 years later. Ah, Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp are returning as Red and Kitty Foreman. And they, uh, as they are visited for the summer by their granddaughter, Eric and Donna's daughter. This is so confusing. Especially if you never watched it. Why, you never watched The 70s Show? Nope. You never watched Laura Prepon? Not once. Man, you wow. missed out. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, uh, listen, it was a big hit, and nothing says let's bring it back than a lack of money. So this is this is what they're going to do to grab us all in. I uh, I met Deborah Joe Rupp uh, about 15 years ago up in Chester. She was at the Blue Note Cafe one night. Really? Yeah. We interviewed Topher Grace like a week before that show went on the air. Really? Not having any idea who this kid would wind up being. Nope. And, and now, now you're he's, kicking yourselves in the in the butts. Now he's a nobody again. I wouldn't say he's a nobody. He does a lot of producing and directing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather be a nobody than it never was. Uh, Paul McCartney is making it clear that he didn't instigate the Beatles' breakup. It was John Lennon, quote. Oh, this, easy to blame it on the dead guy. This was my band. This was my job. This was my life. So I wanted to continue. It was John. It was all his fault. John or Yoko's? It was John. John. Really had nothing to do with Yoko. In fact, he was kind of thinking about getting out of it long before he started even dating her. John was. John was. Yeah. Uh, HBO Max is coming out with a dating show for single parents. And the best part is they'll be nominated by their college-aged children. Man, I can't wait to see oh, this. That'll be great. Oh, boy. Uh, it'll be hosted by Yvonne Orji. What? O-R-J-I? Um, Isn't that Orgy? Man, probably. Mm. Wow. Uh, she's from uh, Insecure. I don't know what that show is either. I don't think you can be insecure in an orgy. Well, sure you could. You it got you seems got, to be like the wrong place for someone who's insecure. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not taking off my shirt. Can you say that during a during a th- it, an orgy? An orgy? I, I don't I don't think that's going to help you any. No, because you need like a whole new wardrobe. You got to grow a mustache. Can I keep my socks on? The floor is kind of cold. Uh, well, it depends. Are they are they dark? Uh, halfway up the shin socks. Or are they these uh, tiny little white things that just go across the bottom of your foot and loop onto your ankles? Uh, the ones that loop around your ankles. Yeah, you can wear those. Yeah. Come on. it's it's uh, we, we have to make some sort of compromise exactly. here when we're doing this orgy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Granville <laughs> Adams from HBO's Oz lost his battle with cancer. Uh, he was only 58 years old. Granville Adams? Yeah, he played uh, Zahir Arif. Arif? Zahir Arif? Yeah, I don't know that one. That's passed um, away. 
I don't either, and I'm looking at his picture right now. And I, oh yeah, no, now I do remember him. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. Uh, I watched that whole series. It wasn't like a huge party head in the show. No, but he, uh, he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. No time to die. Underperformed, but still won the box office with a fifty-six million dollar opening weekend. In that- the U.S. or because the headline I saw said it did poorly in the U.S. but okay worldwide. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the U.S. domestic. Yeah, yeah. three hundred million globally. Damn. And how much uh, did it make? How much did it take to make it? Oh, probably uh, three hundred one million. Yeah, <laughs> they broke even the yeah. first weekend. That's pretty good. Well, that's his last one now. Mm-hmm. That's Daniel Craig's last last hurrah as the Bond. Uh, this James Bond. Who do you think the next one will be? Jonah Hill. Topher Grace. There you go. Get out of here. I'm going for him. Yeah. yeah. Good call on that one. And that is your Hollywood trash. What? I was going with Granville Adams. Well, you're a little late for that one. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top, and enter code SKY for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, promo code SKY. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, the Boston Marathon is typically held on Patriots Day, which is the third Monday in April, as it has been for the last 124 years. That was until last year when they interrupted my grueling training schedule to cancel it due to the pandemic. And as many of you know, the Boston Marathon has been rescheduled for today. And since there is no technology that I am aware of that allows a guy to record his voice so that it may be used to play on the radio at a later time, my training schedule was derailed once again upon learning that my employer has decided that it is more important to have me working than it is to remember the sacrifices of indigenous people from the impressive imperialism during the age of exploration. Now, I should also point out that the Boston Athletic Association haphazardly scheduled today's marathon one day after the Chicago Marathon. Again, I cannot be in three places at the same time. And so, sacrifices had to be made. Even though I believe that this was going to be the year when I'd really be giving those Ethiopians and Kenyans a real run for their money. Sadly, my marathon dreams will have to wait one more year. Now, as you know, it's no easy task to socially distance 30,000 people running through the streets of Boston. But if you can squeeze 177,000 people into the Big E in a single day, then what's a few hundred thousand or more drunken spectators watching people run? Sure, today would have been a great day for me to go on a 26-mile run, but sadly, these Eddie Money and Steve Miller songs aren't going to play themselves. Instead, I've been forced to make sacrifices for all of you especially those of you who happen to have the day off. I guess we'll just have to settle for a Boston Marathon that's six months overdue and assume it'll be won by someone who wasn't in Chicago this weekend instead. In other words, somebody other than me. I should now expect to receive your thank you cards by the end of the week. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are 474 shades of blue, 668 shades of green, and 283 shades of white. Clark and Kensington paint from Rockies is a sophisticated, highly rated paint, but it is an expensive paint. Clark and Kensington, the house brand paint at the paint studio at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 610. 
and Aerosmith on Rock 102. Some early fog and then uh, clouds, but then sunshine by the end, afternoon or so. Uh, and a high of 70. Tomorrow even better, going up to 73, but it's uh, only 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen coming up uh, next hour. There's Patriots football to talk about. There's Red Sox to talk about. Maybe a couple other things, but that's pretty much it. Speaking of uh, Patriots football, um, now I wasn't here Thursday and Friday, so I didn't uh, participate in nor hear the interview with uh, Scott Zolak. But um, as the pretty much sole recipient of the Bax and O'Brien email, uh-huh. uh, I did have one from a listener. Was there uh, was there an issue uh, Thursday? No, nothing. Nothing no. about uh, nothing with Zolak. Not that I'm aware of. What what was his uh, his issue? Uh, boy, let me see if I even kept it. I might have. Uh, I read it earlier this morning, and then I might. Oh no, here it is. Okay. Um, I'm with Steve on this one. Get rid of the Zolak segment. I've had the great misfortune of listening to his color commentary during the game at times. He comes off as aggressive, unfunny, and damn near impossible to understand. Um. Blah, 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 blah. I don't necessarily need to read everything. Uh, and now he's now he's pulling a prima donna with Steve? I, I have no idea what uh, this guy's talking about. Yeah. Now, I, mean, I don't now, even know if it's a guy. I don't. Whatever this person is saying, I have no idea what's going on. I think uh, this on. person's living in the past. Uh, all what? right. First of all, oh, I didn't. I know, under- oh, I, I. Okay, I know what you're yeah. talking about. So now. I didn't realize what you were talking about, John, when you were asking me about that. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about because you only gave me one line. Mm. Uh, Scott Zolak doesn't like to be called at his home until there's only about 15 seconds left of the song that we're playing. He, ah, because he, he didn't like to be he, he doesn't like to be, be inconvenienced by waiting on on hold. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mrs. Zolak usually picks up the phone as his like personal secretary mm-hmm. and then says, "Hang on." Yeah. Then passes the phone to Scott. He Who's says standing cur- right there? Yeah. Yeah, he says curse word yeah. and then hang up. He say uh he say uh right for and then hang up. Uh well, you know, uh maybe uh Maybe that's how he answers every call. Well, it could it, be, it, uh, but uh, nevertheless, you it, know. It sounds like he has very specific rules about his phone call. Ah. But there was, no, there was no issue. The interview went off uh, just fine. It's just, uh, you know, he just doesn't want to wait on hold. I see. And you know what? Who among us likes waiting around forever on hold? Well, you, but you're talking about the last moments of a, what I'm sure is a great classic rock song. Um, the holds I can't stand are, I think they're probably still in my phone log. I've been dealing, not surprisingly, with, uh, with, the uh, insurance companies far more than I want to. And, uh, the once, amount of, once would be more than enough. Yeah. The amount of time that you spend on hold with these companies is unbelievable. And I'm sorry. I do not believe the, um, if you'd like, we can call you back, and you'll keep mm. your place in line. No. No, I won't. Well, yeah, you do, actually. I've had tremendous success with that. I've, well, done, I've done that, too. I think it depends on where. Well. I'm sorry, John. What I think you? it depends on where. Uh, where you're calling. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, you know, like if I have to call Xfinity or something like that, they usually call you back within a reasonable amount of time. 
But I've been on uh, I've been on a hold. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I was on hold for like forty three minutes. I started the call here when I was leaving the parking lot, mm-hmm. and then had it on speaker the entire way to my house. You didn't lose it, it just, in Longmeadow? No, I don't lose it in Longmeadow. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I had it all the way to, to like, my entire, all the whole ride to my house. Yeah. And, it, it, like, just before I got to my house, somebody picked up the phone. And I'm like, really? It is this amazing. It's, it, what, I, I can't remember. I was talking to some insurance person last week. I think it was. And, uh, and, the, and the person was like, um, well, I'm going to need to get a hold of somebody you know, in another department or higher than me. I forget which, you want, which one it was. So if you don't mind holding, uh, I'm going to call this other person. And I'm like, all right, fine. So about two minutes later, she comes back on the phone with me and she says, I just want you to know I haven't forgotten you. I'm still on hold. So now she is on hold oh. getting a second phone call for me. Yeah, it's like that person. It's like pulling up to a parking lot and seeing somebody over the parking line. How many other people right. before that person forced them to go over that parking Listen, lot? Exactly. If, if you can't get a waitress to work at a Friendly's because you know, she'd rather be home and not picking up that big fat paycheck once a week, imagine what it must be like to fill those positions at a call center. Yeah. It's, a, it's the worst job in the world. Well, I'm not even necessarily talking about a call center. I, I'm. It, it might be... Oh well, boy. you are because the whole time is still falling on you. I, I mean, you're, you are the, the victim of all of that. I also don't believe that every company out there has recently changed their extensions numbers. How often do you get that as a recording? Well, I never m- uh, memorize anyone's numbers, so it's no. like it's uh, it's hard for me to just say, okay, well, this is going to be. Let me let me get grab a pen. But when you when you get the recording that says, uh, if you know the party's extension, you can dial it now. But be advised that uh, we've recently, r- I forget what the words are, redone our extensions or something like that. It's like no, you haven't. No, you, you didn't. You just you just lying to me. It's the same thing with the uh, you know the call might be recorded for quality. And uh, quality quality assurance assurance. But, yeah. but you understand though, you understand that your phone call is very important to them. Yeah, and, I know, supposedly, and that is why they want you on that phone for as long as they can because they like spending time with you. I'm a preferred customer with uh, with my bank, which apparently means I only have to stay on hold half as long as normal people, which can still be twice as long as I want to. Yeah, I, I've never known the uh, the preferred customer thing to really have many preferential no. perks. I haven't seen any yet. No. But I think in a, in a situation like this where <laughs> they give you the option of being called back, mm. they do tend to call you back. Really? Yeah. yeah believe it or not, they do because they, real, they realize that you're just gumming up their system by being on hold. But here's what happens. You're like, oh, this would be a good time. Uh, while I'm waiting for this call to perhaps uh, go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then you leave the phone on the counter and you go into the bathroom, and all of a sudden you hear dun 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 dun. That's my phone. See, I always uh, bring the I always always bring yeah. the phone into the bathroom. Yeah, I don't, and then, uh, I don't know why you'd put it down and not take it with well, you to the you, bathroom. You're bringing uh, your phone into uh, that. Uh, 
petri dish of disease. Yeah, yeah. if I've been on hold or I'm waiting for a call, yeah, I'm I'm bringing it in there with me. Well, it's usually when you you're doing something else and you and you you get shunned on the call because you didn't answer it. You just got to remember not to flush while you're on the phone. Well, you put mute on if you're going to do that. Yeah, but I mean, you could be also in the middle of you speaking uh, just as you finish. So just uh, don't flush. You know what? If I'm on hold with someone that's inconveniencing me for a 45-minute wait time, I'm going to flush right in their big fat face. That's what I'm going to do. Show them the same disrespect they're showing me. I'll tell you what I think of your product. In fact... Hold the phone down below the rim. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I will do it, and not even bat an eye. Make, you, sure, make sure you don't get it wet, though. Oh, yeah, no, you don't want to get it wet. Uh, do you realize I, in the time I've been on hold, this is what you said, in the time I've been on hold, I've actually cooked an entire five-course meal and eaten it, and uh, I believe I've even digested it. <laughs> in fact, just to prove it to you, yeah. flush. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I, you know what? I don't see any problem with that. Mm. But having them call you back makes sense, especially when you know, depending on who it is, that it's just going to take an inordinate amount of time for them to answer the call. So, you know, why put your entire life on hold? Just have them call you back and then go about your business. Oh, and the other lie I don't buy is uh, we are experiencing a high volume of calls. No, you're not. You're experiencing a low volume of manpower. You don't have enough people on. That's the problem. You don't have enough people on for the high volume of calls. Yeah. It's like it's not one or the other, it's both. Yeah. But still, don't don't lie to me. I un- I'm I'm seeing right through your lies. What and my you- call's not that important to you. What would you prefer? You call and they say <sighs> We're very busy. We'll get to you when we damn well feel like it. Until then, here's some lousy jazz music for you to listen to. Oh, you know who's got the worst music? And, and God bless them because it's, uh, you know, the organization that has been big in my life for the last decade. But, but the Bay State Health System seemingly has the same music no matter where you are. What is it? No matter where it is in the system. I don't know. Some kind of horrible uh, loop that it, it, it's horrible music. And then when it comes to the end of the loop, it, it has this sound like it's fading out, like it's a... Like it's uh, some type of uh, technical fade out, mm-hmm. and then it restarts again. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have the commercials that run in between some of these calls too? Because that I get a lot, and and I don't care what you're trying to sell me, I'm not paying close attention to it. Either way, if I'm listening to commercials or I'm listening to music, it is not necessary for you to come on every 15 seconds. A recording, of course. Come on every 15 seconds and tell me again how important my call is, and that someone will be with me shortly. I only needed to be told that once. Now, I just want either music or commercials. I want sound so I know that the call has not been disconnected. But I don't need to be kept told, kept being told over and over again. You see, but I don't think that audio is unique to every caller. I think it's one band of audio that runs for all of them. Oh, of so course. You, so, you may, so somebody else may get into, uh, into, into the line, and they may be hearing... Uh, you know, your call may be very important to us, you know, like in two minutes in, as opposed to right away. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but still, you only need it once. If it's a, if it's a, even if it's a two minute loop, you really, uh, there, there's got to be some kind of programming so that you get it in the first 15 seconds. What I don't like are, are the ones that have no message. 
no music. You don't even know if you're actually yeah. still on hold. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Hello? should I should I call back? Should, what, what should I do? That that causes way too much anxiety. At least if there's some level of noise, it could be pan flute or bad jazz. At least I know I'm on hold with something. And then the other thing I uh, I don't like is when you're on the phone with somebody. You have a, actually have a human on the phone with you. And um, you're asking them for things, or they're doing things, and they're. It takes a while for them to do something, and they say absolutely nothing, and, and you don't even hear background noise. It's just, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Hello, are you still?" <laughs> and and they're like, "Yes, I'm still here. I'm just looking for something." I'm like, "Okay, well, could you hum or whistle or <laughs> just you move, know move some things do? on your desk <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to show that you're you're at least still breathing?" Yeah. Hum. That's all I need. Just hum for me, please. Honey. Or just go, la, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. It's just about 623 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. All aboard the Valley Flyer with daily trains to New Haven and New York City from Greenfield, Northampton, Holyoke, and beyond. It's hassle-free, traffic-free, comfortable, scenic, safe, and good for you and Mother Earth. And it's making stops for New York Pizza and New Haven Beats, for Norwatic Rail Trail and Green River Festival, and New York City and historic New England villages. For schedules and tickets, visit Amtrak.com slash Valley Flyer. Don't miss MGM Springfield's $1.2 million windfall weekends. Now through November 27th, more than 1,100 players will win a share of $1.2 million in cash, free play, and nine new cars. Drawings will be held Thursdays and Saturdays from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Plus, every Saturday at 10 p.m., you could win a new car. The $1.2 million windfall weekends, only at MGM Springfield. Must be 21 and older. For more details, visit MGMSpringfield.com. Prescription products requiring 626 of Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Yeah, you see, all you suckers out there waiting for the Big E to come around every year uh, in the middle of uh, September to the beginning of October so you can have your, your cotton candy or your elephant ears or your uh, big slides. It's that East Tech thing that I wait for every year. Yes. That's what I'm crazy about. That's, that's a big event right yeah, there. Yeah, it sure is. Manufacturer's uh, thing. I forgot, I forgot I, I'm sure there are some people that have been yeah. having that thing on the calendar for months. Yeah, now exactly. it's finally here. I love the I love the five o'clock parade every day. Of course you do. Why all, wouldn't you? All a bunch of uh, robots and stuff. Um, hey, later on, uh, if if anybody, um, I just got into sixty minutes again last night. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been watching it for uh, oh, I don't know, fifteen, twenty years. Takes too long to watch. Yeah, I don't have the time. I don't have the time, but. Um, Last night they had a really cool story on uh, deep fakes and how scary they can become. How how you know they can be used for good, obviously, but uh, also can be used for bad as well. I would think they're mostly used for evil. No, they not yet. Mostly, but very soon they they certainly could be. Until then, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Crazy Jay at the Buy Center of Enfield. Gail Toyota, they still want your car. Give them a call today. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. I think you'll be able to tell from these jokes that I've really kind of given up. Actually, I would have thought that months ago. Well, I'm just letting you in on it now. 
What, so here's three quick ones. What does a clock do when it's hungry? I don't know. What, a, what does a clock do when it's hungry? It goes back four seconds. <laughs> four, four seconds. seconds. What's the easiest way to make a glow worm happy? I don't know. What's the easiest way to make a glow worm happy? You cut off its tail, it'll be delighted. 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 Ah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Ah. What do you call a belt made out of watches? I don't know. A waste of time. Oh, wait. <laughs> now here's one you might get. I was gonna stop at that, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know this young lady uh, well enough. Why did Adele cross the road? I don't know. Why did Adele cross the road? To say hello from the other side. <laughs> what, what, what is that? That's a song. <laughs> it's a song. Yes, uh. you've probably heard it if you opened your ears. Uh. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. It's 631 with Max and O'Brien and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the North Atlantic State's Carpenters Union. It's time to build. Learn more by visiting nasrcc.org. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax, and uh, happy Columbus Day to both you and John. Uh, yeah. I prefer Indigenous People Day. I'm well, offended by the Columbus Day. Well, whether you celebrate Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, if you're flying... Southwest might not be the best airline for you to be taking right now. Yeah. You know, I, I was watching this on the news last night, and it's just so funny. I mean, when you're stuck at the airport or your your flight's been canceled and you're looking for answers, you know, irrespective of that whole conversation we just had a few minutes ago about customer service, um, when the airline is putting out official statements blaming it on the weather and the air traffic controllers mm -hmm. and the FAA is putting out a simultaneous statement saying it's not the weather and it's not an air traffic control issue because no other airline is having problems. It's like, Oh, so they're just flat out lying to our faces. Well, they don't want to let you know that they don't have a lot of people coming into work this weekend. I'd rather you tell me that. Tell me that you don't have a lot of pilot, you know, because many of the uh, companies out there have created these vaccine mandates. And maybe now, unfortunately, people are being either laid off or suspended or even fired. Um, you know, tell me that. Southwest canceled about a thousand flights yesterday after about 800 flights uh, a day after 800 flights were canceled, pinning weather and air traffic control issues as the culprits and leaving travelers to scramble on a three-day holiday weekend. Yeah, uh, not, not air traffic and weather. The New York Times reported that nearly a quarter of the airline's scheduled flights were canceled on Saturday, followed by 27% on Sunday. Hundreds more flights were delayed as of yesterday afternoon. The FAA said there were no air traffic shortages uh, reported since Friday. So I don't know what you're talking about, Southwest. Yeah, you're you lying. Wanna, you're lying to these people. You might want to rework your statement yeah. a little bit. What do you think you are, spirit? Yeah, this is why when people say, oh, it's the busiest travel weekend of, uh, of the year, I don't like traveling on any of those weekends, including and in this one. Indigenous Man. Peoples Day. That's exactly why I usually go on vacation on off weeks. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind not going on Fourth of July week or uh, Memorial Day or Labor Day or any of that stuff. Right. I'll be happy staying at home during those days, not being stuck in traffic I, or being crowded by anybody. I say this every year when they do for you know for three days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, we're at the Mayflower Marathon. 
the networks are doing all these stories about the upcoming tra- Thanksgiving travel. Uh, why? Why do we have to uh, meet with our faraway relatives on exactly that day for a meal? It's going to take you ten minutes to finish. Yeah. Why can't we do it the next third? You know, if we do it next Thursday. Do you realize how much easier it's going to be? Yes, yeah, it's going to be easier. But then you get people that uh, well, we're not going to be able to show up. Okay. And More the problem with that for is. Us. There's a big problem with that. Why? Don't you want the party? Why were you inviting people to begin with? Actually, for me, the entire purpose of hosting a Thanksgiving is to have all those leftovers for myself. But Steve, you're the one who made the, you're the one who started this argument. You don't you don't do the driving on uh, on the heavy day, the weekend, when you know that no. you're going to have to deal with all that stuff. You don't do the driving. You make other people do the driving. Oh, I That's see what, what I'm you're saying. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I don't want to be the schlub having to trek two hours to grandma's house. Let grandma do the trekking. That's right. She's probably going to be dead soon anyway. That's right. We pay for that. We pay for a transport van for you to get around. You you can get that here. <laughs> transport oh, a transport van for her. F- one slab of turkey. It's now good enough out. for you to get to your rehab uh, appointment, but it's not good enough for you to get to our Thanksgiving dinner. You're off the list, Grandma. All right, uh, let's go over to West Springfield and see what's going on over there. Anyone? Huh? You want to see what's going uh, on in West John. Springfield? Uh, the West Springfield Police Department is asking the public for help. According to police, they are looking to identify a sexually threatening man who was involved in an incident that occurred on Sunday. Sexually threatening? Yeah. Uh, are there any details involved? Uh, all we know is the incident happened at the Great Clips Hair Salon on Memorial Avenue. The f- uh, photos that they've posted on their Facebook page are, page are the person in question. Anyone with any information is asked to call uh, Detective Arslan. What, are we back to the uh, tight lip stuff? Or no, this is like halfway? No. Okay, so I go on West Springfield's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. They basically say the same thing. That their I the West Springfield Police is seeking the public's help identifying a sexually threatening male suspect. Right. Sexually threatening man is how twenty two put it. And then if you go over to Channel Forty, uh, they say the West Springfield Police Department is looking to identify a sexually threatening make suspect. Make make. What does that oh, mean? Oh man, went from a man to a make. Probably supposed to say male. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, Wasn't know. there a song on the electric company like that? Of what? Like who could turn a man into a main? Who could turn a can into a cane? Well, they're probably. The whole was. song about the silent E. Oh, the uh, silent E. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that one. It's too bad. It's a good one. A uh, Miami man was arrested early Saturday morning when police investigating a possible shooting discovered 300 bags of heroin and 19 grams of cocaine on the man's person. Uh, Springfield Police Department. Spokesman Ryan Walsh said 23-year-old Yasser Adil of Miami was taken into custody about 5.45 a.m. after officers stopped the car he was riding in near the intersection of Main and State Streets. According to Walsh, earlier a man was dropped off at the Bay State Medical Center emergency room with a possible gunshot wound. The car that left the injured man off fled the hospital with uh, Adil in the passenger seat. With Uh, a dill? Yeah. A pickle? A dill, well. It's a tarragon. Yes. Hmm. Officers stopped the car minutes later and found Adil in possession of the drugs. He was charged with trafficking in cocaine, possession with intent to distribute, and yada, yada, yada. He's in jail now. That's a, Those are just, you know, I mean, I, one of the things I'm looking forward to when I'm finally done with this job is getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning 
I, I just I can't take that anymore. And uh, if I'm drug trafficking, it's not going to be at 5.30 a.m., even if that's the end of my day. Do you get to set your own hours? I would think so. You know, you're a, you're a, you're a contractor for God's sake. I mean, you still have deadlines, but I'm just wondering if you if you if you can set your own hours yeah. and, and take your own weekends off. As long as you got the money in on time, hmm. I don't think they really well, care about what the hours are. What about benefits? I got ben- I got dental. No, they didn't. No vision care. It's like here, you know, I don't know where uh, where where this guy was going, but imagine usually um, like most accidents happen within five miles of your home. Or five miles of where you're supposed to be. Mm. You get this delivery. You trafficked all the way across the Canadian border, all the way down 91. You didn't get stopped once. You didn't have a bad taillight. You didn't have uh, crossing uh, center lines or anything mm-hmm. like that. You get half a mile from your destination for the delivery of these drugs, and boom, you get busted. Yep. Ain't that always the way. And now you got to stay in jail at least until... Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. because uh, today's a holiday. Three-day weekend. You're oh, right. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't do any arraignments right now because right. it's a holiday. Hey, you know, there was an interesting article <laughs> I saw over the weekend in the Mass Live about the whole, you know, they, they, they're saying they need a new Springfield Police Department. They need a new building, new facility. Also, need a new courtroom, a uh, courthouse. Now, I don't know that you can marry a state building with a city municipal building, but it's an interesting idea, an interesting concept to build a building that does both. It's both the courthouse and it's, the police department. It's like a transformer. Yeah. 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 But um, since it's the uh, the trial court that owns the actual courthouse, mm-hmm. is it the city of Springfield that owns the police department uh, building? Yeah. I'm sure it does. I'm sure they do. So I mean, it would take some it would take some real work, and again, I don't even know if it can be done. But I think it's an interesting concept because they got to put like a several million dollars into the police station well, in renovations and repairs. I think you also have to consider where you put it. I mean, if you if you were to shut down the uh, the police uh, station on Pearl Street, there's a chance that that neighborhood be, could become really bad. That neighborhood's already really bad. What are you talking about? It's beautiful. Please. And you could put it. I don't know where. I don't know where you would put it. I mean, you know. I suppose it'd have to be like what they do with the schools. You know, you take that whole area to the side of the police department where all the parking is. You build the new one there, then you tear down the old one and make that the parking lot. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, that's yeah. how they did it, like with Comp and uh, um, other schools. Yeah, they did it with like uh, Minichuk too. Yeah, yeah. You turn the old building into the new building. The uh, Springfield Police uh, Department's Firearms Investigation Unit sees two guns from juveniles Friday evening uh, at around 11.15 p.m. on Friday. The Firearms Investigation Unit, or uh, NAMBLA, was working on an unrelated investigation of the nor- in the North End neighborhood. Uh, detectives saw a group of people in a parking lot on Clyde Street. The group caught the attention of detectives because a juvenile among the group verbally threatened the undercover detectives and implied he had a loaded firearm. Oh. I'm going to shoot your ass! Turn around, Bob. He's right there. <laughs> and and obviously, like you said, these are undercover cops. Right. So it's not like some juveniles threatening a uniformed police officer. No, but it's probably like, uh, you know, what are you doing around here? Get out of our neighborhood. 
Yeah, and you then, don't belong here. And then all of a sudden the badge comes out, and then you're all of you're under arrest. Well, I think maybe when the Ford Explorer pulled up, they might have known. Yeah, but, or the or the actually, you know what? It's funny because I did uh, I did that uh, Wicked and Pink run yesterday, and uh, I was coming home, uh, and I had just gotten onto. When you get onto that divided highway section of Route 57, um, from the Agawam end, Mm -hmm. there is a lane you can see where they had originally intended to keep that highway going, and they had to stop. I don't know if they ran out of tar or or it was just the end of the day and everybody forgot to come back on Monday, Uh, but there's a... And it's when you come down the entrance ramp, from the end of that to head eastbound, there's a there's there is that section. There's that unfinished section. And I pulled into there yesterday uh, on the bike to text, and I wasn't there 15 seconds that a um, a fusion came pulling up behind me with the blue lights on in in the grill. And I was like, oh okay, well that was fast. And uh, you know he just asked me if I was all right. I said yeah. I just pulled over to text, and he said okay, and he left. But, you know, you don't always recognize the cars. No, I guess you don't. Fusions. Fusions. Jeez. Well, I like, actually, I like fusions. Of course you do. Yeah, I know, I know you do because it's a, it's a cop car. Same thing you want. Yeah. The reason why you wanted a Crown Vic once. Oh, pff. it's the same reason I want an Explorer now. <laughs> right. Because you want to look yeah. like you might be able to pull people over. Exactly. Fusions are not very attractive. Ah, I liked them when they first came out, and I ended up getting the Taurus instead, and now I don't even have that. You don't have that at all? No. What'd you get now? I'd rather not say, um, but I will tell you this. Are you driving in a new car? It's not a new car. You're borrowing a car. It's new to me. No, I I bought it, but it's uh, it's new to me. Is that your Yugo in the parking lot? Yes. I told you I didn't want to name it. I'm sorry. Um, It has... Automatic parallel parking. Oh, that's cool. It wow. is wild. Is it a Ford product? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's like their big thing is, yeah. is the whole park assist. Parallel parking, and yeah. it's bizarre. I mean, it just, you know, you're just, all you're in control of is the brake. And uh, to watch that wheel turn, whew, weird. Next thing you know, you'll be saying we'll have automated cars driving around. Please. That's kind of a... That's not going to happen in our lifetime. Uh, Mayonnaise can be divisive. You knew that already, right? Yes. And the people who like it uh, may say they love it with everything, but those limits are being put to the test. Last Thursday, the Twitter account for Hellman's told people to put mayonnaise in their coffee. And they they weren't kidding. They added, nope, that wasn't a typo. Mayo in your coffee. It's called having a sophisticated palate. According to Hellman's, the benefits of putting mayo in your coffee include uh, mayo. Sound it out. Include mayo in your coffee and coffee in your mayo. That's how they've described this. And that's a benefit? I guess so. Naturally, this lit the internet on fire with some people claiming they're going to try it. Others insisting like. Why would you do something so gross? I assume this has got to be hot coffee. Yeah. 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 It's like sometimes I've accidentally put the non-dairy creamer into iced coffee, and it just sits on the the surface. You don't want to do that. Disgusting. That is kind of gross. It's very gross. 
mayo in a coffee. I remember uh, my friend's mother used to make mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwiches. Ah, God. And, ah. and on top of that, it wasn't even real mayo. It was Miracle Whip. Ugh. Oh, my God. This uh, this friend of yours mother didn't care for you, did she? Actually, she cared for me very much. Well, she was like my second mom who stuck up for me uh, while my other mom uh, was a codependent for my alcoholic father. Yeah, but at yeah. least she made a good sandwich. She did make a good sandwich. <laughs> well, she knew the consequences of not making good food in the house. My friend's father would be yeah. like, eh, he's, yeah. he doesn't have the inkling to get up and yell like that. <laughs> are, are people actually doing this mayonnaise with the coffee thing? I, and are they liking it? I don't think anybody's liking it. I saw a couple of TikTok videos yesterday of people doing this, putting a dollop of mayonnaise in the uh, in the in the coffee, and it's just gross. Because I mean, it's just because a few years ago, I don't even remember this. There was this uh, there was this meme going around for people to put butter in their coffee because it was supposed to help your memory, and it did because because it, it, it helped you remember how awful butter tastes in your coffee. Say, yeah, that's and then apparently that worked. Butter in your coffee. Yeah, butter. These and things, I assume, the butter, the mayonnaise, they melt away with the hot coffee. Well, of course, but yet you're still left with oily coffee by the end of the at the end of it. Well, I wouldn't say of course because, um, like, marshmallow doesn't melt on hot chocolate. What's up with that? I I don't know. Yeah, because hot chocolate's not hot enough. You know, this could also be a marketing ploy. Yeah. Hey, if we get people to start talking about mayo and doing these challenges about putting mayo in coffee, you're going to get a bunch of TikTokers putting mayo in their coffee, and even, they'll be buying Hellman's. Even though us people here at Hellman's know that's absolutely disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. But yeah. We, wanna, we know it, but at least we'll sell more ma- more Hellman's. We want to do something that won't kill anybody. But we'll just make them gag a little yeah. bit. And by the way, wh- how do you how does one measure a dollop? I don't know. I that's one of those old boomer words. <laughs> yeah, is dollop. It's a it's dollop like a, of uh, mayo. Yeah, dollop, a pinch, you know, a yeah. skosh, you yeah. know, those kinds of words. They don't uh, mean nothing. That was something my dad used to say all the time. How about a dollop of that sour cream over here? Well, what? Yeah. How big is that, Dad? Well, it was like one of those uh, those spoons that uh, that are bigger than the regular spoons that you have in your little spoon collection. They're bigger than tablespoons Bro- and not as big as a serving right, spoon. Right, yeah. right. Uh, that that was the dollop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You put a dollop of sour cream and some egg noodles, for for example, with some chives, and you got yourself uh, some sour cream and uh, noodles. There you go. How many chives? How are you measuring out the chives? Well, you're just tossing a few in. A little goes a long way. A few chives in with a dollop listen, of uh, the other stuff? Listen, you got to eye everything, John. You, yeah. I don't know how you how you don't understand how to not cook things and uh, make things better. Simple. If I don't pull it out of the box, vent it, and throw it in the oven, I'm not eating it. And venting is very important. I need to start living that way. Oh, man, it's a life. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 71. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. Looking at 59 right now in downtown Springfield. And I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 656. And the Doobie Brothers on Rock 102. Some uh, fog and then some clouds and then some sun with a high today of about 70. Tomorrow going up to 73. It is 60 in downtown Springfield. 
Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us in just a few minutes. There's, uh, there's loads of football. There's loads of baseball. We'll talk about both. Uh, he's uh, being, He'll be on the phone from Boston. Boston. I don't know if he's uh, running in the marathon today. We'll find out about that. Can't imagine that. Um, you know, uh, Oktoberfest is going on. Yes. All over the world, including in Germany. And in Springfield. And in Springfield. And uh, Friday night, the uh, the turnout for um, Unforgettable Fire. I forgot their name for a second. Unforgettable Fire. Huge turnout. And well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. It's cool, too, the way they set up the, the place. Uh, it, it'd be hard for me to describe this, but... Think about the building. Think about the building that the student prince is in. Not right. just the restaurant, but the whole building, because it continues past the restaurant towards Columbus Avenue. And then when the building ends, uh, first of all, there's a big mural on the side of it, but then there's a parking lot between the building and Columbus Avenue. And uh, and in that parking lot, it was kind of kitty cornered into into one of the corners was the stage and then uh and then people stood in the parking lot and they had you know vendors and food trucks and and all that stuff it was a it was a cool setup i want to say that's where they used to have it i don't uh remember yeah i'm before they had that beer garden across the street yeah on fourth street which they're they're not using anymore but before they had that i want to say it was the stage may have had them in a different configuration, mm. but that's where Oktoberfest used to be. Well, and that parking lot, by the way, is still being used for $20 if you want to park there. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. I don't want to park there. Uh, Not but, for $20. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a cool setup. And then Saturday night was uh, LA Backstage Pass, and then it goes on again for the next two weekends. It's 6.59 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, far be it from me to want to jinx anything here, but it appears as though the Boston Red Sox are a team of destiny. Yes, those are strong words, and many years ago, you wouldn't catch me dead talking such crazy talk. However, let's take a look at what just happened over the last couple of days during this divisional series with Tampa, because frankly, the Red Sox wrecking ball appears to be reasonably unstoppable. Remember last week when the Red Sox were shut out in game one against Tampa by a score of 5 nothing? And you remember what I may or may not have been critical of their sudden inability to score runs during crucial postseason situations? Well... That may have been a bit premature, because in Game 2, the Red Sox crushed the Rays by a score of 14-6. Last night, it took the Red Sox 13 innings to take Game 3, thanks to not only that Christian Vasquez walk-off home run to seal things up with a final score of 6-4, the Red Sox were also helped out earlier that inning with a controversial ground rule double by Tampa center fielder Kevin Kiermaier. Why it's controversial? I can't say. Certainly looked legitimate to me as Kiermaier crushed the ball into the right field fence, bounced off the right hit of Hunter Renfro, and then jumped back over the fence. Now, had the ball not bounced over the fence, the Rays might have scored a run. Instead, he got ruled correctly. Tampa's Yandy Diaz was sent back to third, and all was right as rain. And that was that. I see no controversy. It just happened to be a fortuitous turn of events that now sets up an elimination game for tonight at Fenway Park, where the Sox have the opportunity to bury the supposed best team in the American League. Now, again, let me be the first to state emphatically that I am not trying to jinx 
anything here, merely pointing out that the momentum appears to be swinging in the correct direction. I would like to think that it would be better to win at home in advance rather than have to try to win game five of a five-game series on the road. That's not setting up a jinx situation. That's just my preference. If I finish it up tonight, then that would be all right with me. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, a Carhartt Knit Cuff Beanie. Now that's a hat. Keeps you warm, looks fantastic. The Carhartt Knit Cuff Beanie are only 17 bucks all month at Rocky's. What color you're getting? Brown, green, orange? Pick your color at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's 7:14 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Some fog, some clouds, and then some sun with a high of about 70. Uh, good running weather. Yeah, and uh, in fact, that is why Scott Cohen is in Boston today. He's going to give the Kenyans a run for their money. Buddy, the only way that I run is if someone's chasing me. Other than that, I don't run. <laughs> what if somebody's uh, running in front of you with something you really, really like? You know, some kind of food well, item. Well, I didn't think about that, John. I'm glad. Thank you for uh, thanks for bringing that up. But no, just a spectator at the at the at the marathon today. That's why I'm on the phone and not with you guys. Gotcha. They, they were just pointing out on the Today Show the uh, Chicago Marathon was yesterday, and they're going to do the same thing that they did there. First of all, they're down. By like forty percent, they cut off the number of uh, runners yep. by about forty percent. But they're also going to have staggered starts. Yeah, they have they have staggered starts. Well, you know, John, though they uh, in some ways they have they're having a lot more staggered starts because of COVID this year than they normally do. But but they do that on occasion. You know, they don't let they let the the uh, the world class runners go out first, and then everybody else after that. But Uh-oh. to your point, yeah, the field the I'm sure the crowd, you know, normally this is Patriots Day. It's a state holiday. Uh, everybody shows up. So the crowds are probably going to be down. That and people are still worried about, you know, social distancing and whatnot. And the, the field is also um, not not going to be as big as it has been in years past because of all those things. So it'll be different. But, you know, we'll be we'll try to get back on track with the marathon uh you know next next patriots yeah i I said this during my view from the couch earlier uh that if you can cram 177,000 people in a single day at the big e i'm pretty sure you can probably squeeze an extra hundred thousand people into boston to watch the marathon yeah no question we we dropped off um uh the the woman that i'm that i'm seeing her her sister is, is a world-class marathoner, has run, you know, in the Olympic trials, and I think she's one of 50, um, you know, professionals that are uh, that are competing this year and, you know, uh, uh, dropped her off at 5 a.m. this morning uh, by Copley Square. And it looks, you know, it it's it still looks like uh, marathon day, but it'll, it'll look a little bit different, you know, around noontime today, that's for sure. So I had that in my sports as well. The Copley Square medical tent is where they usually go to after the race for uh, pulled muscles and dehydration. So if they're uh, going to the finish line first to be tested, how are they then getting to the start in Hopkinton? Um, they're taking, um, they're, as far as the professional runners go, uh, everybody had to, we, you know, we were there yesterday. Uh, you know, you check in, you make sure that you have all your, you know, quote-unquote paperwork and, uh, you know, you're given, um, you know, a, a special bracelet to wear. 
And what they're doing is they're going to take those runners by bus from downtown uh, to uh, to Hopkington. So the, the they elite take runners. Them all by bus. The elite runners. The elite runners. The other people have to run back. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> they got to run to take the T and then try to get out of there. Yeah, it's like the Warsaw yeah, Marathon. I mean, pretty much. Um, I mean, I've covered those. I've covered those things before. You know, for you know during my TV days. And yeah, man, you know, Hopkinton is one, it becomes usually in a, in a regular marathon year, becomes one of the biggest cities in Massachusetts because of all the people that are there. But, you know, people who run it, man, they're serious and they'll do whatever it takes to get it done. Uh, we have, uh, we've got to talk about that Red Sox game from last night. Thir- oh, well, geez, by the way, there was a baseball game last yeah, night. Yeah, 13 innings, and uh, it forces a deciding, you know, a potentially uh, deciding game tonight. So there's two right. things that go on. You know, first of all, you got that Vasquez home run to end it, which is great. But the thing that people right. are talking about is that ground rule double earlier in the inning. Some people call it controversial. You know, uh, I look at that. I've been watching the video all morning long because it makes me laugh so much, and I just don't see. I don't see anything controversial. To me, that's the only way you call that thing. Well, you know, um, like anything else, um, and especially in baseball, you know, we the, the average fan understands balls and strikes and three outs and nine innings, and you know that that's kind of that's kind of the long and the short of it. And but I mean, there's a book full of rules that you know that govern the game, and and that play uh, is in is in uh, the rule book. I, I've got an article here that I you know that I teed up. Um, it's a uh, it's rule. 5.06B4H, uh, and it right. says, if I, uh, John, I know, see, exactly, that these rules are there, and <laughs> even a, a diehard baseball fan doesn't understand them. Mm-hmm. And it says, if a fair ball, not in flight, which that ball was no longer in flight, it hit the wall, if it's deflected by a fielder and goes out of play, the award is two bases, a ground rule double. And it's it's two bases for whatever runner is is on base, and in this case, the batter gets his ground rule double, two bases, and the runner who was on first base gets two bases and ends up at third. And even though it's unusual and it happened at a critical time in the game, it's it's black and white. It's right there in the record in the rule book, so there there is no uh, discussion. And the umpires were interviewed after the game, and they said they. There is no discretion. You know, did he think he could have scored? It's two bases for everybody. Uh, end of story. But doesn't that completely contradict rule number 476-5H? <laughs> <laughs> I believe, yeah, I believe it's, it's the exact but, uh, opposite. <laughs> you're going to have to get an expert in here to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, thankfully, yeah. you won't have any of that going on in this on this uh, interview. So there, so it it sets up Game Four for tonight. The Red Sox could put this thing to bed at home, as opposed to Game Five, which goes back to Tampa. So tonight's a pretty important game. Yeah, it is, and I think you know one of the things that gets uh, you know when when a game lasts thirteen innings, uh, you know every people like you've said, Bax, people are going to talk about two things: the uh, the play we just you know uh, dissected, and then the two run home run. But pitching, I mean, you know, uh, Nick Pavetta, who, uh, you know, ended the game, and um, Nate Avali, who started, they combined the two of them, two pitchers, and they used seven, Red Sox used seven pitchers yesterday. Those two guys combined for nine innings and 15 strikeouts. 
And now tonight you've got Eduardo Rodriguez, who's a left-handed pitcher, and he's not one of the, he's not an overpowering fastball thrower like those other two guys. He's just a, kind of a nitpicker. So um, I, you know, don't. I hope they win. We all do, but you know, don't hold your breath. We may be going back to Florida for Game Five. So to talk about the Patriots here for a second, there's an interesting statistic that came out after the game yesterday. Mac Jones is the only rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl era to have 70-plus com, uh, completion percentage and 30 or more attempts in four of his five first career starts. And the only two quarterbacks to have multiple games like that in their first five starts are Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. Other than that, nobody has ever played that efficiently as a rookie in his first five games. That's unbelievable. It It is unbelievable. And, you know, we've watched him. Um, you know, we've watched him uh, this season. He's... Uh, you know, they knew what they were doing, you know, drafting him when they did. They were fortunate that he was still there. Um, you know, he got high praise from everybody, you know, his from his offensive linemen to to his, you know, defensive guys. If You know, if Nick, if it wasn't pouring rain and Nick Folk hit that field goal last week, you know, you'd be talking about a two-game winning streak. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for Mac Jones, man. That I think we're going to have a he's going to have a really nice career, and he and he's you know started off like gangbusters. He's a he's a great player. And Tom Brady had a hell of a day. He always does. I know, yeah, but with a Thanks. bum uh, finger too. A bum finger. Oh, yeah, he had, got a bum finger. He had he had an injured finger, like mm. his thumb was uh, was all jammed up, but he still wound up uh, throwing five touchdowns. Damn. Well, if you stuck your <laughs> no, never, never. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on there. I know where you're going. Settle down there. You're going easy. straight well, to settle the down, unemployment boys. line. That's where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, yeah, Sunday was a great day, man. It started off with a great Patriot win. You know, when you uh, Mac Jones had that, you know, 15 play, 70 some odd yard drive to, uh, you know, to lead him to the field goal. Nick Folk played great, and we retreated to the Red Sox game. And now we get to do it all over tonight with uh, with the Sox at Fenway. It's going to be a great night, and we'll let the man. Let's see what happens. Yeah, the, the one thing we should mention before we go is what made this win for the for the uh, the Patriots so great. Is they had four starters in the offensive line out, and they still wound up winning the game. That doesn't happen yeah, very no, often. That's a that's a big no, part of the doesn't. story. Absolutely, they were. You know, the the offensive line has just been. It's been just a, an abomination this year, and I I don't think I don't think Jones was sacked once yesterday. So uh, and so the offensive line played great, and a lot of guys filling in uh, who were not starters uh, did the job too. So yeah, you know the Patriots are so far up and to the right, um, we're, and we're all for it. Very good, Scotty. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good, guys. Go Red Sox. Keep all going. right, Scott Cohen. It's seven twenty four on Rock one hundred two. If you're six with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued at up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax, and happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, indigenous. Indigenous. <laughs> what? Yeah, not Indigenous. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Um, Okay, boomer. Yeah. Okay, boomer. Yeah, uh, yeah I believe in, indigenous. Indigenous means it, it's like a, uh, I believe it's a certain type of rock. I used to listen to the Indigo Girls. Yes, same thing. <laughs> Hard were, to say though. I used to have an Indigo watch too. <laughs> you remember those? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, Holyoke officially celebrated its first Indigenous Peoples Day Saturday morning. Uh, celebrants gathered at Carlos Vega Park at 11.30 a.m. for the opening ceremonies. The city was uh, honored by the presidents of Taino leader Charlot Donets from Newton, who facilitated the opening and closing ceremonies and spoke about the Taino people and their connection to the Puerto Rican community. Western Mass News spoke with Donets who, to find out what she hopes for for future generations, and she oh. says yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you're, just, you're just reading it off their, their website? Yeah, what's wrong with that? No, it's just the, the way when it sounds like Western Mass News spoke with. Oh, like I was going to yeah. go to a reporter. Right, right. Or like you work for Western Mass News. Uh, what about uh, Barry McOchner? Isn't he working over at the I, I don't uh, believe no. he is. Western I think he was Mass laid News? off. Well, anyway. Budget cuts. Uh, did you go to the Indigenous People Celebration in Holyoke? No, because now you're confusing me. What day was it? Saturday. Is it today or was it Saturday? Well, they were celebrating it Saturday. Well, then that's ridiculous. Well, it's like Lincoln's birthday. We don't actually celebrate Lincoln's birthday. We celebrate President's Day, which is a combined uh, Yeah, and that's all. a different story. But if it, the Indigenous People... Uh, day or Columbus Day, as it was originally known, uh, that's not fluid. It's like, you know, what day did he get here? This is the day he got here. It's like when Jesus no, was born. Jesus was born on December 25th. Duh. This wasn't the this day. This isn't the day he, he got, got here. here. Yeah, it was. He got here in like April. No, no, no. He, he got, uh, he was delayed, I believe. Was he? Floating southwest across the <laughs> he sea? Was, yes, he was Sorry. going from the south to the west. Your flight uh, was canceled to uh, India. We're going to yeah. reroute you yeah. uh, to the new world. But don't try blaming it on air traffic control. Yeah. Oh, air traffic. No, the uh, Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame it on the Coast Guard. Uh, the Springfield Police, uh, police report a woman was robbed at Knife Point uh, at an ATM on State Street Saturday morning. The uh, armed robbery happened on the 600 block of State Street. Uh, around 8 a.m., a victim was robbed at knife point of the ATM, according to Ryan Walsh. No word which ATM it was. Why are they being hush-hush again? Well, you know, they don't want a whole bunch of people robbing the ATM. Yeah, if they realize that one's so easy to rob, everyone's going to want to rob it. Police have not released any description of the suspect or suspects. Thankfully, the woman was not hurt during the robbery. Uh, she reported the incident later in the day because her phone was taken. Yeah. yeah, that's a good that reason. Sucks. Yeah. Well, I've got no place to call, and good luck finding a payphone. A payphone. Well, nice try, boomer. <laughs> well, you're not really a boomer, though, are you? No, I was actually talking with yeah. somebody last night about telephones for kids, and I go, "Yeah, I can see the argument, you know, for the phones because." When we were kids, there was a payphone everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in this day and age where everybody's worried about what's going to happen to you, I know where my kids are all the time. And how and many times with. when we were kids were we walking around, though, with dimes in our pockets? I didn't have that kind of money. Nope. I didn't have no money. Well, you had to put your uh, your finger in the little change slot to see if somebody uh, had left a dime in there for sometimes you. Sometimes they did. Yeah. I still do that, even with payphones that aren't even in service anymore. They're still there with, like, the... You know, the handheld part is it like been ripped off. Mm-hmm. I still, I just still check to see if there's coins in there. Where, where, where is there a payphone around here? Stop and shop in Holyoke. Stop and shop in Holyoke's yes. got a payphone. Mm-hmm. Yep, the one on uh, Lincoln Street. Hmm. Like where we go to the beach every year in Rhode Island, there's a payphone there. It's clearly broken because all there is is just a wire hanging out of it. But every time I go there, I just think, let's just see. Maybe this, maybe someone stupid put a quarter in there, or maybe a someone quarter. stupid is still checking for it. 
By the way, I just uh, looked up uh, Columbus Day. John, you're not exactly wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, but but it is, you know, it's always the second Monday in October, but the actual date of his arrival was October 12, 1492. Oh, he was running late. No, he wasn't running late because we're still it's still the second Monday in mm-hmm. October. It's always a Monday. You know, October 12th would be different days of the week every single year. Yeah. So, mm. you know. So there you go. Now you know. The more you know. Yeah. Gave you some information. Take that and put it in your pipe and smoke it. I just think it's amazing how mankind has a, a, a tendency to do that. That's why, you know, when we were talking a few months ago about the UFOs and, and, and people were saying, well, you know, I mean, do you really think they'd be peaceful if they got here? Do we think they'd be peaceful? It's us. Yeah, we'd be the ones that would be shooting yeah. everything. We'd be the ones trying to blast them out of the sky because yeah. that's what we as humans do. We come somewhere, we go somewhere new, and we find people already there, and we kill them. So this is why they don't tell us about whatever they found in the New Mexican desert, you know, and and, and now is in a in a hangar somewhere in the, in the middle of nowhere. The reason they don't tell us that is they're afraid of our reaction. Yeah. They're not afraid just, of... They're not afraid of the Martians or you know wherever they're from. They're they're worried about us freaking out. I just don't get why, and I can't think of other examples, but I know there's plenty of them out there of uh, of a group of humans going somewhere for the first time for the first time for them, and then finding people already there and killing them so that they can have it. I think there were a couple episodes of Lost in Space that were the same thing. They they probably were yeah. An Athol man has been arrested for allegedly attacking his girlfriend with an axe. Officers responded to 55 Grove Street after receiving the report of the alleged attack from a 30-year-old woman. Upon arrival, the officers discovered that the suspect, 54-year-old Jerry Lee Hamill, had barricaded himself inside and was armed with two handguns. A state uh, police tactical unit was called in and successfully negotiated Hamill's surrender with an axe. An axe. Well, what was that? Uh, what was that event that we talked to uh, Annalise about last week? Uh, the uh, Aguam Axe House, yeah. uh, doing the uh, what is it, the stro- it was a woman thing. It was a female yeah. strong female yeah. Yeah. competition. Right. Maybe it was her though. Maybe she was in on it and brought uh, the axe home with her. I don't. I don't think she was involved. There was uh, there was another talk about standoffs in uh, Queens, New York. Started last Wednesday when a man uh, climbed a tree outside of his home to avoid the police. He went up there on Wednesday about 1 o'clock. He stayed there 30 feet in the air for more than 48 hours, almost like the length of a Mayflower Marathon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Officers uh, knocked on the door of his home, and he escaped to the roof. <coughs> Excuse me. Then climbed into the tree. It came to an end on Friday. This is I've always wondered why they don't do this, and there's a lot of mistakes here, I think, that the cops made, but... Um, First of all, even being the ones they brought in hostage negotiators. You know, how how many times have we heard in the last six months to a year about mental health experts going out on police calls and letting the mental health expert handle the situation instead of the uniformed armed officer? You know? Yeah. And uh and this guy, <clears throat> that's what they finally did. When the cops left, the guy came down. I can't help but think whenever I hear like a negotiator, I keep thinking of, of Larry Miller 
in, in, in Best in Show, where he's telling his son, you come down there or I'm going to take both my thumbs and pluck your eyes out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the way most negotiations start. Well, That might be how they end. Maybe, certainly not the mental health yeah. experts. I mean, you know, I can see you know cops you know, potentially threatening to gouge your eyes out with their thumbs. Yeah. This guy, eventually, like I said, he comes down Friday afternoon. <coughs> he, ha- he hasn't been arrested. It's not even clear if he's going to face charges. But but a bunch of cops, two of them sat on the roof of the house trying to talk to him 10 feet below while 40 more were assembled below, not even holding a blanket. Hmm. You know, you'd think you'd have 40 other cops holding a blanket. So if the guy fell or jumped. And, th- and they were flying drones with loud sirens over the house from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Well, that must have been a nice thing to be a neighbor no of. No kidding. That sounds like before they invented fun, because it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well put, Steve. Oh, just, well put. That's, that's my little analogy. Uh, someone took their Rottweiler to the vet after it swallowed something it shouldn't have, and there's video circulating on the Internet of it finally puking it up in the middle of the vet's office. It's not clear if the owner or the vet posted the video, but it's only 13 seconds long and ends after the dog finally pukes up a big pink sex toy. Really? Yeah. Huh. He does that. (laughs) And then this uh, dildo (laughs) is on the floor. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a good thing it came out that end. Yeah. The woman filming it seems excited when it happens. Oh, I'm sure she was. It was hers. People online seem to think she's the owner, but it's not clear. Meanwhile, a vet tech holding the dog's leash starts to dry heave. Uh, Again, it's better than coming out the other end. That's true. I, I don't know if this particular item would have been able to make it out the other end, uh, but... Are we there's... certain it's not how it went in? We don't know that for sure. But, you know, I, that I, would be weird. I, I think if it goes out the front end, it may still be usable. If it goes out the other side, it ain't usable. Oh, it's usable. You just have to clean it. You know, it, this is like, uh, I think that's probably one of the most embarrassing things you can do or your dog can do to you. Is grab one of your sex toys? Well, revealing things that you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, most people would think, oh, he swallowed a chicken bone out of the trash. No, 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 no. no, no, no he's no. got my rabbit. Yeah. He's got the rom bone. <laughs> <laughs> he's chewing on my fleshlight again. Like it's some sort of, like it's some sort of, uh, you know. Fetching bone. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and if it's one of those dogs that doesn't know how to fetch properly, you ever, you ever run into a dog like that that doesn't know how to play catch? Right. My dog doesn't. Maggie doesn't. Doesn't have a clue. Yeah, but she, does she even pick the nope. ball up in her mouth? Nope. Doesn't even look at it. All right. I'm talking about dogs who, like, pick up the ball, but then <laughs> yeah. don't want to give it up. Oh, yeah. It, it sounds like yeah. your dog doesn't have any joy in life. She doesn't. That's, uh, that's why we're a perfect match. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing today, Maggie? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Mind your own business. Just laying around the house. You loser. Where's that where's that sex toy you had out here the other day? Yeah. <laughs> now now give me a treat. Yeah. And pet my belly and call me a good girl, because that's what I like. <laughs> okay. And you're gonna and we're gonna, gonna do we're, it too. We're gonna go to dinner at the Cape this weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna wear and you're gonna bring a blazer. Yeah. In case we go out someplace real nice. Okay. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be uh, is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Mostly sunny today with a high of 71. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. 
And it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 754 and Billy Squire on Rock 102. Some fog and then some clouds and then some sun uh, with a high today of 70. Tomorrow, sun and clouds, 73 for the high. It is uh, still 60 degrees in downtown Springfield. Hockey is back in Springfield, and this Saturday hangout with the Rock 102 road crew as the Springfield Thunderbirds open up their 2021-2022 season at the Mass Mutual Center against the Hartford Wolfpack. Road crew will be there for the uh, Community Bank NA pregame block party from 4 until 6 at Court Square. There'll be games, prizes, fun for the whole family, along with live music from Trailer Trash. Trailer Trash? I know. What's the odds of that? What day? That's Saturday. So Friday they're at <laughs> they're at Oktoberfest, uh-huh. and then Saturday they're uh-huh. at, uh, at at the uh, at the the uh, the bash with the uh, the Thunderbirds. Wow! It's opening night at the Springfield Thunderbirds this Saturday night with Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Well, I did it. I got uh, I got bored enough over the weekend um, where I said, Ah, you know what? What the hell? There's only one more episode of this Squid Games. Might as well watch it. Yeah, I started watching it on uh, Friday. Yeah. I finished. I finally finished it, and yeah. um, eh. you know, uh, I, I, without ruining any part of this uh, story, mm. I've never been so much in debt where I felt like, hey, you know what? This would seem like a plausible option. Well, yeah, but I mean, these are uh, these were in some cases, uh, you know, like the star, the star's case. He was kind of a degenerate gambler, so he he was willing to take on just about anything. A lot of those other people were simply in debt uh, and and saw no way out. Right. But you know, I mean, you know, you're 456 people. You know, what are the odds you can't play a little uh, red light, green light? Yeah, I know, but it's just it's you know, I mean, it's it's a little bit more than red light, red light, green light. You know, when we were kids and played that game, no one got shot to death. I know, which is why it was boring. No, it wasn't. This was a lot was, more exciting way of playing that game. The, the thing about when we were kids, there was no prize at the end. No, nah, no. You just had like bragging rights until you played a, a, another game. You said, "Oh, let's go, let's go get Kool Aid." There also was no real punishment if you didn't play it correctly. That's right. Like this one, which so, was pretty cool. We got like four episodes, and we got to watch the uh, the remainder of it. I, I thought it was uh, pretty good. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. It's just, uh, like I said, you got to get past. I have a hard time watching uh, foreign films. I, and, and it's not like you're reading the whole time because it's dubbed in English, um, but it's still poorly acted. Well, but the but the plot, the the, the, the story of it yeah. is, is compelling. The story I mean, is cool. That's why you watch it. Yeah. You know, not every acting job is going to be up to snuff. I mean, I don't know what kind of films uh, the Koreans make on it. Yeah, every year. I mean, but uh, so far, this is maybe my uh, my favorite Korean production. What is almost um, as good as Gangnam Style? What uh, what challenge have you seen? What what has it gone up to? Uh, let's see. Saw saw Red Light Green Light. Yeah, I think the last one was um was it the Honeycomb? Mm. Or the one after that. I'm trying to, and that one's uh. It's, it, it might have been the honeycomb. Might have been the honeycomb was the last one I saw. I saw they were all the other one where you don't want to go to sleep at night because things could get pretty crazy. Oh yeah, that wasn't really a challenge. That was just a. Well, it was. A, it was an, an official challenge, but yeah. it was clearly set up uh-huh. to be that way. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I, 
I don't, I, I don't, you know, obviously got to watch the rest of it. I'm not really sure what's in it for the guys in the mask, but I got to tell you, I, I, don't, I think I would probably lose that, that uh, business card. That is, um, that is the top. Those are the top uh, Halloween costumes now. Yeah. Both the captives and the captors. You know, the, the green, the green jogging suits or the, uh, the outfits that their captors were wearing. Those are the number one and number two Halloween yeah. costumes. Yeah, I'm not going as that. I think I would go as uh, I would go as the red light green light robot. Yeah, I could see you doing that with your head spinning around like that. Sure, why not? It's seven fifty nine. Rock one hundred two is, and I don't know which is worse now. All of a sudden, I read this over the weekend, and I'm like, wow, that's got to be. You know, we're we're waiting. We're still waiting for the legislature here in Massachusetts. MGM has already spent well over a million dollars for a, a sports book area within the building that obviously is not happening yet because our legislature has not yet taken up the gambling bill. I think even more frustrating must be in New York where they have legalized online sports gambling in April. Here it is October and they still have to negotiate a deal with an operator. There there has to be some kind of an operator to run the sports, the online sports gambling in New York City. And they don't have an operator. They don't have one yet. They haven't made a deal yet. So what's kind of interesting, this whole story is about New York City's newest casino. It's the George Washington Bridge. Your phone obviously knows where you are okay. at all times. So there are kids in New York City who are taking bets, they're basically almost like bookies, only it's legal. They're taking the money from uh, from adults, or they're doing it themselves, and they're, they're jumping on their bicycles because, you know, it costs $16 for tolls just across the bridge. Right. It's free on a bicycle. And once the phone is recognized... In Fort Lee, New Jersey, which is the first town over the other side of the bridge, they can place the bets with DraftKings and FanDuel. And that's what they're doing. And this article was about this this one kid. He goes over there like 1230 every Sunday, and then uh, he sees how he does with the 1 o'clock games, and then eh, maybe he'll take another ride at 330 to bet on all the 4 o'clock games. Wow. It's pretty wild. That's uh, some loophole, isn't it? Yeah. The entrance to the George Washington Bridge is close to thousands of people in upper Manhattan and even the Bronx. So this one kid is only 18 blocks from the entrance to the bridge, and he, like other savvy residents, hops on his bike to avoid the $16 toll and uh, crosses the imaginary boundary between the two states. That's that is pretty wild. Well, you know, it's uh, it's like any I don't want to say it's a vice, but like any time you've got something that isn't fully legal everywhere. Right. People's creativity to get access to that stuff has always amazed me. Yeah. It's like even you know before like cannabis was legalized here in Massachusetts, it was always surprising to me how you know the lengths people would go to. Mm-hmm. To get their hands on this stuff, whether it was you know you know medical or, or they had to go somewhere else to get it, people's creativity when it comes to that stuff it has no boundaries. On the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised if the state of New York or New Jersey, for that matter, uh, decided to now institute a pedestrian and bicycle toll. 
You know, if it's $16 for a vehicle to cross, it may get like $5 for a pedestrian. Because another guy here. Well, that'll ruin some of these kids. A graduate student who lives in Washington Heights jogs across the bridge, like I said, at 12.30 Sunday afternoons, <laughs> whips out his phone, bet on the Packers, and then after a brief conversation with a reporter, he jogged the mile and a half back home to watch the game, only to jog back again at 3.30 to put his bets <laughs> down on the 4 o'clock games. But he's staying in terrific shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most look- of his bets are modest. He likes $2 wagers with potentially big payouts. Uh, he has occasionally biked across the bridge to a nearby McDonald's where he can play blackjack on his phone rather than travel to the <laughs> Empire Casino in Yonkers where he can play. Apparently, they must allow table games uh, in Yonkers. Yeah. See, this would never work for me because it involves some level of physical exertion. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm already at a loss. New York, uh, a Democrat, a, a politician from Queens said New York State is losing millions in revenue to New Jersey, which is why he supported the bill to legalize online sports gambling into law in April. And he wants gamblers to be able to bet from their couches in Manhattan without having to cross the bridge. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. They are hopeful that by the Super Bowl in February they will have an online system up and running. But you know what? Uh, this is the other problem that you have in the city is you, know, you can barely get a good cell phone signal in the city anyway. So even if you wanted to bet, you're probably better off trying to go to the Jersey side. Well, I would think that and, – and, and that's the other thing too. It's like it said there, you know, Fort Lee. I, I would think at most cases bridges that cross bodies of water – the, the actual border is usually halfway across, is usually at the halfway point. You know, it, it, it's one step. You're yeah. in New York, and the next step, you're in New Jersey. And I wonder if the phone recognizes that or if you have to go clear across the other side of the bridge to connect to a tower in Fort Lee. I'm going to guess that once you cross that halfway point— that's when they recognize where you're at. I wonder. I, I wonder don't know. Because, like I, I said, know. if it has to go to a tower, it could be the very first tower in Fort Lee. Well, you know, those geo-tracking, uh, that geo-tracking software can be very, very specific. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it could, it, it's not necessarily an approximate, uh, you know, location. I mean, it could be like, you know, you walk into the door of a store, all of a sudden you're getting, you know, notifications of, you know, what's on sale. Yeah, you know, so I mean, they—it's possible it could be halfway over the bridge. It's funny they got a—they got a picture uh, in the New York Times of the pedestrian uh, sidewalk, and uh, all these joggers and bicyclists, and uh, even a guy here on a motorized electric scooter uh, would go over there to place his bets. <laughs> Stop halfway and turn around. Yeah, yeah. It makes you, you know, and again, it's almost like being a bookie because you're making the bets for other people. Most of the people in this article are making the bets for themselves. And, and I don't know that it's uh, illegal to do it for someone else. Uh, a DraftKings estimated 30% of bettors in New York, I'm sorry, 30% of bettors in New Hampshire last year had Massachusetts addresses. So, you know, because it's legal over in New Hampshire, a lot of people are going over and and making their bets over there, which is what I'm sure MGM is not very happy about. Right. But if you're a, if you're a homebound New York City resident and you've got a gambling problem, then you just go back to your old everyday reliable bookie who may or may not break your kneecaps if you don't pay. 
The uh, New York, New Jersey line, not the only place where this happens. The director of operations for DraftKings says uh, Missourians cross the Mississippi into Illinois. People in Kentucky will trek down to Tennessee. And North Carolinians sometimes head up to Virginia. So, I mean, it depends on how far you're willing to go to place that bet. It's 823 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. Not only do I love my Xfinity internet service with the gmail.com or go to eventbrite.com. It's 826 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. You know, one of the uh, one of the things I'm uh, most surprised at I've, is how babies are made. Uh, no, how, uh, how mommies and dad. Anyway, um, I have had a need recently for some extensive uh, dental work. And it still amazes me that the only way to put Novocaine into one's gums is with a harpoon. Um, and Are they chucking it from across the room might, or with a, with, a, with a lead on it? They might as well. Uh, you know, you say to yourself, why is this not something I can swallow off a spoon, you know? And um, as someone who's had his share of uh, of other types of injections over the last 10 years, um, but yet has been lucky enough to escape uh, intravenous chemotherapy. Um, in fact, the chemo, chemo I'm on is in pill form, and there are little to no side effects. Fatigue is about the only one I can think of. Um, Merck now says that they are on the verge of a pill for COVID. Oh, no kid. Yeah, yeah, which is it's kind of interesting. I mean, you wonder sometimes, why could you, you know, obviously injections have to go into your bloodstream as quickly as possible, and you can't do that by swallowing something or, uh, or depositing something inside of your uh, body cavities. Right. Um, but still... It's like you know why why can't why can't we come up for God's sake we can put a man on the moon why can't we make a novocaine that doesn't well, require a harpoon in your gums that is if you are assuming that the moon landing wasn't fake uh huh yeah it's just it, it's it's kind of weird how yeah. they get to a point where they can change the application of medications from one thing to another and obviously you know there are people who have had side effects from the uh, from the COVID injections. Um, I don't know that you'll get them with this pill. Probably, uh, I, well, I mean, I suppose it's possible. Like I said, you can still get side effects from the chemotherapy pill, but they're not anything like the side effects yeah. of intravenous chemo. Well, yeah, it's not surprising that guys like us, and by that I mean the everyday rube who wouldn't understand you know, good science at all, uh-huh. never mind medical science. Right. I mean, you, you know, being a patient... And being a scientist are totally different uh, things. Yeah. So, like being a president and being a scientist are two totally different things. Even if you believe you get it. Well, I uh, I wasn't looking to go there, but um, yes, you, again, most people don't understand how science works. And I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying that you know it's a uh, remarkable how really stupid many of us are. I, I just I also don't understand why the Novocaine can't be. Um, See, the problem is, uh, and we both go to the same guy, um, and I remember when he first opened there, and, and one of the problems he said was they didn't plumb the building for nitrous oxide. 
because I was always a nitrous oxide at the dentist kind of kind of patient. Right. Just give me the nitrous oxide and go ahead and do whatever you want. Uh, sir, what's his name? <laughs> Who was the guy with uh, Dustin Hoffman in the uh, in that movie? Oh, so, so Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, go ahead, go have it, have at it, Sir Lawrence Olivier. As long as I got that gas mask, yeah, the but, marathon man. Yeah. But uh, Novocaine doesn't wear off for like four hours, and it, uh, I just I hate that feeling. I mean, I like it. Uh, I don't like the feeling of it being administered. I like what it does when you're in the dentist's office and they're drilling away and you well, smell smoke and things like that. It always seems to me like when Novocaine is is uh, is used that the size of the needle yeah. is like a railroad spike. That's on time. It's like a harpoon. Yeah, as opposed to like those little tiny... Like those COVID needles. Yeah. I mean, those were so tiny, small, you could barely feel it inside of you. And it's got a loop for the dentist's thumb. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's how... That's how Heavy duty we're talking about is that they have to put a thumb loop on it. It's like brass knuckles with a needle. Well, because well, the, the but the gums are you know they're they're you know they're they're very strong. They're hard. It's a hard substance to put. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you something though. I had you know like some cortisone shots this year uh-huh. in, in my hand. Woo, man, that hurt. Yeah. But yet right now the hand is perfect. Cortisone worked beautifully. Perfect, huh? Perfect. You're using it for a lot of different things, are you? Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm typing. I'm uh-huh. uh, uh, holding my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm uh, opening cans and yeah. jars without yeah. without issue. Yeah, I so, you know some. And it's funny even to watch the kids, watching the kids getting the COVID uh, vaccine as young as what is it five? I think is now or is it eleven? Uh, five. Five. Yeah, and you know some kids will cry. Some kids will barely even flinch. I was like, "Is it in me yet?" I wasn't even sure. It didn't hurt. Didn't hurt until like about an hour later. Then oh, you're talking about feeling. you're talking about getting a shot when you asked, "Is it in me yet?" Yes. Oh, I see. Yes, okay. I I wouldn't normally ask that for any other any other thing. I used to ask that before mass. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at. 835 at Baxton O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts. For over 125 years, NoonanEnergy.com is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Springfield Fire Department were called to a car fire in Springfield this morning. It happened in the area of 159 Main Street in Indian Orchard. No information or in, on injuries or the cause of the fire have been released at this time. The incident is being investigated by the arson and bomb squad. This thing is uh, pretty much gutted out now. Where is this? It's on uh, 22. Ah, I have the uh, the picture if you click local. They were able to get there and see that before it ended up uh, being moved? Yeah, I guess so. Well, that was the fire department's photo. That's oh, oh that explains. 22 News. Okay. Uh, I don't think 22 would go out there. No. Even, even it, though that kid on the crew loves to, oh, my God, there was a fire out of a car. Yeah. It was crazy. Somebody was telling me uh, over the weekend that there was some type of an incident, and I don't really want to repeat the words because I haven't had any confirmation on it yet, but that there was some kind of an incident at um, Chicopee Provisions over the weekend. Actually, it might have even been Friday or you know, late last week, and I said, uh, I said, boy, that's funny because uh, I didn't hear anything on the news, 
And isn't Chicopee Provisions about 160 yards away from Channel 22 Studios? <laughs> well, look, yeah, there's no sidewalk on that road. Yeah, uh, and you'd have to cross the Mass Pike to get over there, you're right? You're not going to send, uh, what's his name, uh, Mike Mascadrelli uh-huh. uh, down the no-shoulder road. Uh-huh, yeah. It's the it's like the first commercial building uh, to the north of 22, and uh, they don't have anything about it. Well, they've, that's uh, that's happened before because yeah. you know I think the closer they are, the harder it is to find. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, when uh, when Chicopee Provisions burnt down, they sent WTNH up here. Yeah, right, right, right with with, yeah. with their helicopter. Right. Uh, now is the time of year for leaf peeping season in New England, but right now only some locations have a good amount of leaves starting to change over. If you want to go leaf peeping this week, you'll have to travel up north. Central and northern Vermont and New Hampshire have great vibrant colors. Many parts of Maine and upstate New York also have gotten some good color, but not here in the Berkshires or anywhere else in western Massachusetts. Well, they said that uh, all the rain and the heat that we had didn't really help us. As far as uh, getting those vibrant colors, no, I can't believe people drive places, drive from places rather, to be here and see that. Why? I mean, I know it's probably the same as people who grow up in Florida aren't all that moved by uh, palm trees, but you know, as someone who's lived in New England for almost his entire life, but I, I could care less about the leaves. But that's exactly colors. why. Yeah, that's exactly why. I mean, if if you were Let's put it this way. Let's say, hypothetically, that you were to move to Florida. And then for whatever reason, you had to come out here in the fall. I wouldn't do it. I know you wouldn't do it. But, you know, once you've been away from it, you realize, hey, wait a minute. This was really a whole lot more beautiful than I thought. So, I mean, you're just, you've taken it. It's not, it's not your fault. It's just, this happens to a lot of people. They just take these things for granted. And they don't really, you know, appreciate the the beauty of, of a New England fall. Yeah, I suppose. And there are some people that will travel across the country to see it because in some areas it's quite spectacular. And it's real. Leaf peepers. Get the <laughs> hell out of my town. Hey, I'm looking at 22 News' coverage of the uh, Wicked and Pink motorcycle run, mm-hmm. and they got me. They got you? They got me. How about that? I mean, th- How there had to be eight you? to 900 bikes in this thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, it is the biggest motorcycle run in Western Mass. And, uh, yeah, it got me right here. It's bigger than the Soldier's Home Run? Yes. Yes, actually it is. Um, That's surprising. Yeah, no. And the Soldier's Home Run, I would put right up there on par, probably number two even. Um, but, you know, for instance, you know, starting this this year from the Polish-American Club in Agawam also gave it a much larger starting point, whereas it used to begin uh, over at the, the Harley-Davidson Harley dealership in um, – uh, on the Westfield, I think Westfield, East Hampton line. But, uh, yeah, it's amazing how long the line of motorcycles was. Mm. Incredible. Well, cool. I, feel, I almost feel bad for people who got stuck at intersections waiting, uh, waiting for the whole thing to go through. When are they going to, like, uh, start a motorcycle run uh, for breast cancer awareness uh, that starts somewhere, like maybe at a hospital, and then ends at Bondi's Island so you can go uh, – Wicked in pink, right to the stink. Uh, yeah, you're good uh, point, Steve. I'm, Very I'll good point. Bring that up with the organizers. 
I'm just saying, uh, it might be a good yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, nobody really listens to my ideas. No, I don't know anymore. why. No, They're certainly very viable. I'm, uh, I am. I'm full of them. Mm-hmm. A uh, social media post led to the arrest of two people in New Bedford earlier this week, uh, according to the police, New Bedford Police Department. Uh, police said the post showed marijuana and a firearm inside of a vehicle in the area of Blue Meadows Housing de- uh, Development. Officers responded to the area and found 18-year-old Calvin Rosa and 15-year-old Juvenile sitting inside the vehicle from uh, the social media post, according to the police. While conducting a search of the vehicle and suspects, they discovered Rosa had 43 bags of marijuana packaged in a manner consistent with street-level sales and a knife. Uh, The Juvenile was carrying a loaded 9mm handgun. Wait a minute. So the adult in the car doesn't have the gun? No. That That way the juvenile gets charged as a juvenile. Oh, it's a. That's tactic. why you give you have the kid there with you, so you can use them. Yeah, who would have thought that uh, putting up on uh, Facebook or Twitter that you have drugs and guns in your car uh, <laughs> might lead somebody to perhaps report you to the police? Yeah, uh, there's mm-hmm. always snitches somewhere. Snitches get stitches, yeah. bitches. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, both Rosa and the juvenile were taken into custody. Rosa is charged with one count of possession to, to distribute marijuana and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, see, uh, but he's not charged with the illegal weapon. That's true. Uh, Rosa, who has been on probation since May, was just arrested last week for pointing a firearm at someone. But it wasn't his. No. It was some kids. Well, I gave it to this kid. <laughs> I don't hold on to it. I just, I, I the stupidity of people... It, you know, there's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. There, you put something on social media, it doesn't go away because somebody's there. You know, you've run the risk of somebody screenshotting it. It's like, how stupid do you have to be? And yet, at least once a week, well, the stupidity level seems to go higher and higher. Well, let's let's say you've got uh, you know, a criminal background. The kid doesn't. So, you know, why should you be uh, tossed in jail? I say give everything to the kid. Yeah. Well, that's what the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, not, not just the gun. Everything. Drugs, too. Give the, give the kid the, the uh, 600 bags of heroin or whatever the hell it was. That's like uh, when I was working for the Choo Choo's years ago. They had the uh, the yard full of commerce. You know, it was all tractor trailer mm-hmm. uh, trailers from right. the tractor trailers. And the yard it, of commerce, they called it? Well, it was, uh, I'm, I called it the yard oh, of commerce. Oh, I see. Yeah. It went straight past Commerce High School. That's I was, yeah. I called yeah. That. Uh, yeah, but did, did, so they... W- what would happen every once in a while, none of those trailers are labeled, so you can't really tell what's in there mm-hmm. unless you're, like, working in the office and can have the manifest. But otherwise, you can't just tell just by walking up to it. So you can always tell there was, like, random ones broken into. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, one would have, uh, uh, like, mulch or something. Nothing was taken out of that. But the one was, like, TVs and liquor. Oh, Those boy. are the good ones. Well, that's, yeah. just, that's the kind of stuff people want. Well, it turns out, uh, you know, after like, you know, three or four times of being robbed uh, or burglarized, I guess, if you will, uh, they're all kids. They're all teenagers. Yep. And it was part of this like crime syndicate where they knew that if they sent these kids into uh, a f- it's it's basically federal property now or, or fed- federally regulated because it's interstate commerce. Mm. So that's, you're falling under federal laws. These kids wouldn't uh, have anything happen to them. You know, they'd get released almost immediately, get yeah. some community service, and uh, and the adults would be sitting pretty going, good job. But that is illegal too, right, to contribute to the delinquency of a minor? Or well, am I just making that up? It depends. 
Well, it's very, very fluid. As long as these kids can keep their <laughs> mouths shut. Yeah, right. They know what's good for them. Most Americans across party lines have serious concerns about cyber attacks on U.S. computer systems and view China and Russia as major threats. That's according to a new poll by the Pearson Institute and the Associated Press uh, Nork Center for Public Affairs Research, finding that about 9 in 10 Americans are at least somewhat concerned about hacks that involve their personal information, financial institutions, government agencies, or certain utilities. About two-thirds say they are very uh, or extremely concerned. Roughly three-quarters say the Chinese and Russian governments are a major threat to cybersecurity of the U.S. government. That's probably going to be some kind of terrorist attack. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, controlling traffic lights, mm -hmm. controlling whatever you want. Banking. Well, they did it in uh, was the, the Die Hard movie. Uh-huh. And look at how many years ago that was. The fourth one. Oh, that was a good one. Where he was in Washington, D.C. Was that the one where he's was cyber crime <laughs> tracking? I don't remember if it was third, fourth, or fifth. I don't know, but it was the one where they uh, they shut off like the, the, the lights in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yes. As all the traffic is stopped on either end of the tunnel. And then they turn green lights on on both sides oh, of the tunnel. Oh, boy. So, of course, all these cars Crashes. crash yep. right into each other, and boom. Man. Yep. It could be. Tell you what, man, this uh, this whole cyber stuff is pretty, pretty, pretty scary. Well, it's going to bite us in the ass one of these days. One of these days, that's true. You know, look I at hope all the, it doesn't happen anytime soon. Look at all the people freaking out about the, uh, you know, the Facebook being down last week. Mm -hmm. That was just uh, one service. Freaking out, man. They're all uh, freaking out. Employees at a grocery store near Detroit called police late last month after a 45-year-old woman freaked out because she didn't like the mood music that was playing over the store's speakers. Once again, another freaking out? Yeah. She, uh, she complained that a song came on that was making her sad and demanded they skip to another song. What was the song? It's not clear what the song was. <sighs> It was uh, Sad Songs by uh, Elton John. Well, the only way that's justified is they were playing that Sarah McLachlan animal cruelty song. The arms of yeah, the that gets me, too. Yeah. The uh, employees told her they couldn't uh, skip the song or didn't know how, so she started screaming at them, and they eventually called the police. She was gone by the time police got there, but for some reason, she also called the police and told them where she was. Oh, boy. They found her sitting in her car about two miles away, still angry. Still angry? Yeah. Even two miles away. She's still angry. Yeah. She accused one officer of lying, then tried to dry off, but uh, to uh, dry drive off. Drive off. Oh. Uh, well, she was sobbing. Yeah. So. <laughs> but two cops used their cars to block her in. They arrested her for hindering and obstructing a police officer and then let her go when she was processed. But she immediately walked back into the police oh, department boy. and started yelling at the receptionist. Uh, so they arrested her again for disorderly conduct. This woman might have some issues. Well, she, well, or it might have been a really bad song. Yeah, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't excuse the behavior at the police station. Is there is there a song that uh, would do this to you? That would drive you so insane? Uh, I, I'd have to hear it. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I just I I don't, I don't have something that would make me that bad. But I do have songs that I cannot yeah. stand that I either have to turn the volume off when we play them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like "You're So Bad" by Tom Petty. That is. One of the worst. <laughs> I do. I do pieces. it with every Steve Miller song. Yeah, I can stand Steve Miller. Nah, I can stand it. It's the. It's something about that song. Yeah. You're so bad. 
You know, it's a song does it for me. I want to rip my ears off and fill it with uh, burning, boiling acid. What's that? Uh, Stay by Lisa Loeb. Oh, my God. That is like the worst piece of garbage I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but Lisa Loeb's hot. She's adorable, but that song is awful. Nah. I, I put, like, knitting needles into my ears and just give them a good you know, quarter turn. Is, wow. it, is it not something that uh, you uh, heard when it came out, you were in some kind of a bad place, and you know there was like a, a mental assimilation between the song and life? Are you talking to me? Yeah, you. You're the uh, one who's talking about not liking the song. Well, I, no, I don't have any specific uh, memories that would attach that awful song to anything. I just, I just hate the freaking song. Mm. It's as simple as that. You know, you say, Bax. I only uh, hear what I want to. Don't you even start. And you say, don't you I even. talk so all the time. Do not. So, so, so what? Yeah. Talk so what all the time? Talk so all the time. That doesn't. So. S-E-W? So. No, S-O. S-O. Like, yeah. if I say I love you so. Uh, kind of that kind of thing. And I thought what I felt was simple. Ugh. And I thought that I don't belong. Steven. And now that I'm leaving... Now I know that I did something wrong. You don't even need the tunes, just the words. I'm telling I, you, it's cause awful. Because I missed you. Yeah, okay, we got yeah, it, Steve, by the way. Yeah, I missed you. Yeah, we got it, Steve. Steve, I'm going to come over there. I'm going to beat the living crap out of you. Or you could just turn his mic off. Yeah, you could do that, too. Well, that would be rude. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 71. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. WAQI is looking for organizations that regularly... Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 855 and you too on Rock 102. Sunshine later on today. A high of about 70. Tomorrow going up to 73. Still, oh no, now it's at 64 in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. This Sunday, which is October 17th, the Patriots host the Dallas Cowboys in Foxborough. The live country Nissan pregame show Begins at 1.30, kickoff schedule for 4.25. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. So, somebody brought this to my attention, and I, I checked it out. The uh, That story on 22 News about the um, Wicked and Pink motorcycle run yesterday? Yes. Uh, I participated in that. Well over 800 bikes. Uh, just a huge, huge turnout. And, and I, I saw uh, Cy Becker uh, arrive on the scene. And um, walk over towards uh, the organizers with that goofy little grin he just always has. Sure. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of these things where I, I, I want to believe that I'm going to leave this job uh, long before people are like, how the hell is he even still working on a daily basis? Uh, <laughs> and I know for some people I've already passed that point. But, um, you know, I used to I used to say this about Lynn Barry. I, I'd be like, OK, come on. Can somebody please just take her off the air and let the, let the poor person retire? And I I understand ego drives a lot of it too. But uh, so Sai's doing the story, and uh, he's um, I, I told you it's it started from the <laughs> Polish American home in Agawam, right? And Sai is uh, doing the story. Well, there was at least five hundred bikes here at the beginning of the motorcycle run for Wicked and Pink here at the Polish American home in Chicopee. And he uh, goes on, you know, and does this three-minute story <laughs> that he finishes with. And uh, live from Chicopee, I'm Cy Becker, 22 News. 
you're standing in Agawam side. You've been in Agawam for, for 45 minutes. You left Chicopee over an hour ago. Uh, Twice he did it. Twice. Well, listen, you know, how many of these stories does Cy do on a, in, a, in a week? Uh, too many. All right. Well, then there, there you go. Maybe yeah. he was doing a story in Chicopee yeah. and just got a little confused. You know, he's not a young man anymore. I think it was just the fact that 22 is in Chicopee. Uh, that that he maybe that everything. Yeah, I mean, he's at the age where yeah. the brain farts must happen all the oh, time. Yeah, constantly. Every time you look, every time you walk by him, you're like, "Who dealt that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm smelling something. Yeah. It's just about eight fifty nine. A rock one hundred two. GG Inks screen printing and embroidery. They print the shirt on your back. Heck, they make the rock one hundred two shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at gginks.com. GG 